What Really Happened with your host, Mike Rivero. Putting America first, second, and third. Here is your host, Michael Rivero. Welcome to our show today. It is Monday, March 6, 2023. Start of a brand new week of utter chaos, insanity, war, and COVID, and whatever else is out there. And uh, it does seem week after week that the uh, the total level of, of wackiness of the entire planet keeps going up and up and up. And, uh, of course, that, you know, good for me. i got a lot of material to work with, bad for everybody else who has to deal with all this stuff here. I kind of long for a day when my show gets to be really, really boring, and I'm talking about things like, you know, the flowers are coming up, and the children are, are playing happily, and so forth and so on. That would be really kind of cool. Uh, but uh, we're a long ways away from that. Anyway, it's another very, very busy news day. We've got a lot to go through before it's time to open up the phone lines for your comments, questions, observations, and opinions. Mike is in our control room taking care of business, and let's get right on into it. Today is the anniversary of the fall of the Alamo uh, and <clears throat> the uh, eventual surrender of General Santa Ana uh, and uh, the independence of Texas, which was then annexed by the United States of America Legally, I might add. So getting into the other news here, uh, we are still seeing all kinds of questions being raised uh, about what happened in East Palestine and all the toxic chemicals that are coming on out of there. And over at the Daily Mail, they came out with this infographic about all the different chemicals that have been released. But I noticed that there was one chemical missing from the infographic, and that's dioxin. And it should be there because that one is the worst. It is the longest-lasting one. It's the most difficult to destroy, and uh, it, just, it just lasts forever. And uh, <clears throat> apparently... Here in Indiana, uh, portions of that toxic waste have already been delivered to an Indiana landfill. Now, it's up by Indianapolis, so I personally don't have to worry about it all that much. Uh, but obviously, the citizens of Putnam County are very uh, uh, concerned about what's going on. Uh, and uh, the, uh, the governor of Indiana, Holcomb, wanted third-party testing, but they went ahead and already started dumping this stuff into the landfill. Uh, without it being tested. And, of course, if it is contaminated with dioxin, any residential neighborhoods that are built on top of that will be suffering the effects of the dioxin for the next 25 to 100 years because that's how long dioxin will last in soil. The only safe way to destroy dioxin is incineration at 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit, at which point the molecules break down into their separate elements. And that is really the only way to do it. Now, when the derailment in Ohio happened, Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg tried to shrug it all off and say, well, you know, these things happen all the time. There's about a thousand derailments every year. Well, somebody went on back and did the actual math, and uh, actually it's more than 1,700 train derailments every single year. And what they did is they went from 1990 to 2021, there were 54,570 train derailments. That averages out at 1,760 derailments per year or 4.8 derailments per day. I mean, the our rail system is in an absolute abysmal condition. Pete Buttigieg, as Secretary of Transportation, uh, is responsible for not working to correct and improve that part of our infrastructure. And, of course, Joe Biden 
Biden is responsible for hiring Pete Buttigieg, who is clearly unqualified, uh, you know, to, uh, to to oversee all of this. You know, and he showed up for a photo op in uh, uh, East Palestine, Ohio. Uh, but, you know, it, it came on out that he really hasn't been in his job. He took... Uh, you know, family leave for a very long uh, amount of time during that whole uh, shipping container, uh, the, the port uh, con- congestion problem. And uh, he's just not really suited to the job here. And <clears throat> all eyes are now on Ohio, but this may be indicative of a wider problem. Uh, the fourth industrial disaster has struck northeastern Ohio in mere weeks. And apparently uh, there was this metal fabricator plant in Cleveland broke out in fire with multiple explosions going off in the process. Over 50 firefighters and hazmat specialists responded to the scene. And what's going on here? You know, everybody's out there, oh, the Russians are sabotaging. The Russians are doing It's got nothing to do with that. So much wealth has been sucked out of our country to pay for all these wars all over the globe everybody is running right on the edge they don't have money to pay for proper maintenance and upkeep uh and uh, uh it even came on out uh that the uh, uh north um the railroad company uh had actually told people to skip maintenance checks and not report on uh, wheel bearings that seem to be getting a little bit too hot because they needed to save the money because all the money has gone over to buy things that go boom being dropped on Ukraine, Syria, and wherever all else here. Now, over the weekend, this story came on out. This is the scariest thing I've seen in a long time, and it's a link to my website. It's starting to go all over social media. This you should share with everybody that you know, especially in Washington state. Now, Washington's Democrat Attorney General Bob Ferguson wants to be governor. And he's announced a plan to basically build political prisons, just like the Soviet Union's gulags, okay? And the idea is uh, he's introduced a bill, House Bill 1333. If it passes and Democrat Governor Jay Inslee signs it, which he probably will, uh, Ferguson's office will have the power to arrest or civilly commit to a psychiatric hospital anyone for uttering the wrong facts, just for saying something that the government doesn't agree with. Okay, and this is a plan to redefine domestic terrorism to punish conservative speech. It's a clear violation of the First Amendment. It's going to have to go to the Supreme Court for a challenge. But I mean, the fact that we have these Democrats thinking along these lines, you know, we can't continue. We can't successfully lie to the people and be believed. So let's take all the people who know we're lying and lock them up in the gulags and then we won't have to deal with them anymore. All righty. Now, over the weekend, we had the uh, CPAC convention, and uh, Donald Trump won over 60% of the vote and uh, more than 40% greater than Ron DeSantis. And uh, the rhinos and elites in the party uh, who are realizing their vision of America is what the elites want and not what's best for America, they are already uncorking on Donald Trump. There's all kinds of stuff going all over uh, social media about what a terrible person he is, and uh, they, they absolutely do not want to have that happen. Now, Carrie Lake was a keynote speaker at CPAC, and while she was up there on the podium, she told a very interesting story. 
Okay, uh, she said that just days before CPAC, a person called her and wanted to meet with her in person and discuss something very important. Lake agreed to meet with the person, and during the meeting, the person attempted to bribe Carrie Lake to get out of politics. They were offering her board positions on ma- major corporations, a return to, uh, to uh, the national media, which is where she was before she was in politics, and Carrie Lake uh, said uh, absolutely not. And uh, so they are desperate. They, they're, they're getting really, really scared. All right. Now, Joe Biden's team is moving to tap top Democratic allies and even some people once seen as possible rivals of key representatives of his expected bid for re-election. So the Democratic National Committee will host a national advisory board consisting of all kinds of rising star politicians, including Governors J.B. Pritzker of Illinois, Josh Shapiro of Pennsylvania, and Phil Murphy of New Jersey, who are known for their own bids for higher office, but stayed on the sidelines after Democrats survived the 2022 midterm elections with their Senate majority intact. And so uh, they're already ganging up for 2024. I don't know about you. I'm sick of the nonstop 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week, 52-week-a-year campaign commercials. I really am. And, you know, in other countries, there are time limits for campaigning. You're not allowed to start your campaign for office until so many months before the actual election. But here in the United States, nonstop, just nonstop. Okay, now Joe Biden once again tripped on the stairs of Air Force One. He was out on one of his little trips. Wasn't a bad fall this time, not as bad as the earlier ones, but I'm starting to wonder, maybe it's time to install one of those little stair lift chairs on Air Force One on that gangway so Biden doesn't have to walk up there. He just sits down and the motor goes and just carries him up there. I, I think for his own safety, it's time that we consider doing that. Uh, you know, on a more serious note, if you'll remember when Franklin Delano Roosevelt was president, uh, they were hiding the fact that he was uh, suffering from polio and in a wheelchair, uh, and they actually had a little elevator built into his Air Force One uh, that would lower him in his wheelchair down to the ground, and uh, then he would be put into the car and taken away. So it's not the first time they have modified Air Force One uh, to deal with an impaired president. Okay. Now, uh, Jill Biden... Uh, yesterday, said it was ridiculous to consider GOP presidential hopeful Nikki Haley's call to mandate mental competency tests for all politicians over the age of 75. Personally, I think there should be competency tests on all of them, but that's another issue entirely. And so uh, Jill Biden said that she and her husband, who at 80 is the oldest president in U.S. history and would be 82 if he wins re-election, uh, that would never even discuss something like that. It's utterly ridiculous, you know, and they're protecting the situation here. All righty, getting on down to uh, Hunter. Apparently, Hunter Biden advised the office of Vice President Joe Biden in 2014 on how to handle media inquiries regarding Hunter Biden's position on the board of Ukrainian energy company Burisma. This was a potential violation of federal law because Hunter Biden failed to register as a foreign agent. Now, in April 2014, Hunter joined the board of Burisma just two years before Joe Biden stated that he forced the firing of prosecutor Victor Shokin, who was investigating Burisma. 
And uh, emails on the laptop from Heck show that uh, Barkoff was in regular communication uh, with the uh, Biden family business partners and with Joe Biden's private email accounts. And uh, so Hunter was in touch with Joe Biden's press secretary, uh, Kendra Barkoff, and passing along information uh, from Burisma. And yes, uh, that, that violates the law requiring him to register as the agent of a foreign power. All right, getting on back to the re-election, and this is, you know, you just get nauseous thinking about this. Uh, there are a lot of Democrats who don't want to run Biden in 2024. He's carrying way too much baggage, like Afghanistan, uh, the botching of the COVID response, the uh, t- deteriorating economy. And uh, the Democrats don't really have any up-and-coming rising superstars, and they're actually considering resurrecting past democratic superstars like hillary clinton and al gore oh my goodness i would rather clean out all the toilets in grand central station with my tongue than vote for either of those two people anyway now representative dan bishop a republican from north carolina uh has basically issued a long list of fundamentally unconstitutional things biden has done and uh, uh, in addition to Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, who he thinks has engaged in questionable activity. And uh, so Bishop said there's a laundry list of statutes that he has explicitly disobeyed. That is high crimes and misdemeanors. And uh, Bishop is saying uh, it should be seriously considered impeaching Joe Biden and other cabinet secretaries. Pete Buttigieg leaps to the mind foremost Anyway, now a lot of people have been talking about the Russiagate special counsel, John Durham, saying that ultimately he was part of the system and he wasn't going to find anything. And sadly, those prognostications turned out to be true. Uh, They have spent millions of dollars and basically came up without anything. Okay, Uh, they have they have released nothing uh, about Russiagate uh, that is going to uh, lead to criminal uh, indictments. And they should. But Durham is bought. But then again, they're all bought. You know, the United States has the finest government that money can buy. And the money is, in fact, buying it. Now, a little bit of good news for those of you with access to Fox TV. Tucker Carlson is going to start revealing the January 6th videos tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And I'm sure that by tomorrow morning, there'll be excerpts from that. It'll be all over social media. You can catch it there. But it's uh, scheduled for both tonight and tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And it's going to be a barn burner. And, of course, the Democrats are in full panic mode Uh, They've been running around like headless chickens ever since the news broke that House Speaker Kevin McCarthy had given Tucker Carlson unfettered access to the surveillance footage from inside the Capitol. He's also given it to the January 6th defendants, and uh, they may be trying to clean up their act there because Marjorie Taylor Greene has been given permission to visit the jail and see how the January 6th prisoners are being treated. So my guess is at the moment they're being treated very, very well. All righty. Now, John Fetterman is still absent from the Senate, and a lot of people are wondering what's going on with him. Uh, The very strange situation of his wife taking their children and driving up to Canada and treating it like a vacation. They stopped at a water park in upstate New York. But supposedly, John Fetterman has co-sponsored a bill from his hospital room. 
And, uh, you know, some people are wondering how you can do that job while suffering from and being treated for clinical depression. Because if he's got clinical depression, uh, then technically he's incapacitated and unable to serve. Now, the Democrats are scared of a special election being called. If Fetterman is declared unable to continue in the Senate, uh, they're terrified that that seat could go over to the Republican Party. And that's why they're doing everything they can to stall this out. All righty. Now, I mentioned this last week, but it's worth mentioning again. Uh, Florida State Republican Senator Blaze Ingonglia filed Senate Bill 1241 called the Ultimate Cancel Act that proposes eliminating any party's platform that has previously advocated for or been in support of slavery or involuntary servitudes. Now, it's well known Southern Democrats advocated for slavery during the Civil War. And so Florida's Democratic Party would be dissolved if the bill is passed. And yes, we've been seeing all this cancel culture stuff. Anything connected with slavery, by golly, it has got to go. And when I posted this story on uh, whatreallyhappened.com, I included a picture that was taken at the 1924 Democratic National Convention showing uh, the crowds in KKK robes. Okay, it was known as the Klan Bake, and yes, you can still find that with a search engine. All righty. Now, uh, a new study has come on out showing that Google News does have a decided leftist lean. Uh, Google is now trying to discredit the report and insist that they are fair and balanced and uh, the conservatives are just lying, as conservatives always do. So... uh, they are not balanced. They, 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 they definitely do not. So Google claims that the study cherry-picked specific topics for the research it did, and this skewed the results to be the way the researchers wanted them to do. Uh, in other words, Google stated uh, that they did not agree with the finding. So, yeah, they're still out there playing the games here. Now, a little bit of good news. Uh, Victoria's Secret's fashion show is returning as a new version after a four-year hiatus. And you may be wondering why I'm talking about this. Uh, But Chief Financial Officer Timothy Johnson revealed the news during the company's 2022 earnings call on Friday. And they've already got pictures out of of what this is going to look like. And they have abandoned all the woke inclusive, diverse people, and they've gone back to the sleek and sexy look uh, that made the company famous in the first place. So, yeah, they, they had their touch of woke. They almost went broke. They're abandoning that here. All righty. Now, getting into election fraud, it turns out that Wisconsin added 29% of their entire voting population to the voter rolls in the 10 months prior to the 2020 elections. That was almost a million new names. And the statistics for uh, people moving to Wisconsin do not support that huge jump. So again, something uh, very fishy is going on with our elections. All right, we are going to take a break for commercials and we'll be right back.
Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBtalk.com and join the social media revolution. Consider this. Dead people see only what they want to see. And frankly, most of us are still dead. Let me give you the lessons of gold and five easy lessons. Number one, don't buy it because you need to make money. You buy gold because you need to protect the money you already have. Don't ever look at the price as a barrier. Look at it as an incentive. Number three, don't buy its paper pretenders. We talked about that a lot. Buy gold. Buy the real thing in the form of coins and bullion. Fourth, don't fall prey to glitzy television or Facebook ads. Do your due diligence instead. And that's what I try to provide you with and have for 26 and a half years on the air and 30 years in this profession. Fifth, don't allow naysayers to divert your interest. Allow yourself the right to protect your interests as you see fit. Jeff Bennett here. One of the ways you can do that is to contact Kettle Moraine Limited. Contact me by calling or texting me at 602-799-8214. 602-799-8214. You can also email me at LTD at cox.net. Let me help you protect your wealth and your family today. Once again, call or text us at 602 799 8214, or visit our website, Sierra Madre Precious Metals.com. Be glad to help you out. Be glad to answer your questions. That's what we're here for. No pressure, just good, hard, common sense. The decision then becomes up to you. Welcome to What Really Happened Radio. Visit us online at whatreallyhappened.com. And now, set your eyes on the future, and let's consider what really happened. Welcome back to our show here. We're going to talk about COVID now. And last week, a group of physicians, vaccine-injured people, and whistleblowers speaking at the Mississippi Capitol building uh, weren't asking state officials to cease all COVID-19 vaccinations and to convene a grand jury to investigate its rollout. They were demanding it, and there were chants of stop the shots and it was a refrain of those who had treated COVID patients over the last three years and those injured by the vaccine. And uh, there's a website out there, uh, Vaccine Victims 
uh, COVID vaccine victims, uh, and I link to it from whatreallyhappened.com, and it just contains all these stories that are out there that would be banned on social media. And going even further than that, Russian President Putin has ordered the destruction of all COVID-19 vaccine stockpiles on Russian soil, citing an undeniable connection between what has been dubbed the Moscow Vax and a sudden surge of HIV infections in vaccinated persons. Okay, well, it should be called, you know, uh, VIV, uh, a vaccine-induced uh, uh, immunity. I'm sorry, uh, I'm confusing it with AIDS. Uh, but it's caused by the vaccine. It's destroying uh, the natural immunity of people. And we had a story yesterday where it's reporting that people who've had the mRNA shots, their white blood cell count is dropping. And the more your white blood cell count falls, the less able you are to fend off any disease that enters your body. And, of course, it's going to be a big moneymaker for the medical industrial complex. I mean, they can't make money off of perfectly healthy people. They can't make money off of dead people. What they want is to keep everybody in that, that middle zone of being chronically ill and requiring constant treatment. And thinking that the medical industry wants a healthy public is as naive as thinking defense contractors want world peace. They don't. It's bad for business. Now, getting on back to Dr. Fauci, things are starting to come apart on him. Uh, there were some emails that show that Dr. Anthony Fauci actually commissioned a February 2020 paper to argue against the possibility that COVID originated in a lab. And then in a White House news conference weeks later, uh, he claimed he was not involved in the study at all. But newly released emails uncovered by the House Republicans probing the COVID-19 pandemic show the former head of the National Institutes of Allergy and Infectious Diseases both commissioned and had final approval on a scientific paper which claimed that it was improbable that the virus leaked out of the lab in Wuhan, China. Okay. And uh, apparently over at CNN, former President Jeff Zucker ordered the staff to ignore all stories regarding the lab leak theory, claiming that it was just a Donald Trump talking point and not worth mentioning. OK, and so <clears throat> speaking of Trump, I'm, I'm, I'm having a problem with Donald Trump right now because he's out there screaming about how, yes, he's vindicated. Uh, COVID came from that lab in China. And he's out there saying, you know, China has to pay us reparations. China has to pay us reparations. And for me, Trump has kind of blown his credibility on this one. There is copious amounts of evidence that the work done at the Wuhan lab was directed and paid for by the United States. Okay, but Donald Trump wants to blame China. And uh, it was our own government and media that suppressed the lab leak theory. And, you know, this kind of reckless thinking makes Trump seem a little less attractive as a possible president in 2024. I'm very disappointed in him. I mean, you know, Fauci was trying to cover up the lab leak because they were doing the gain of function research there. Remember when Fauci got up in light and said, no, no, we're not doing gain-of-function research, and that turned out uh, to be, uh, uh, you know, a lie, flat-out lie here. All right, over in Great Britain, some um, WhatsApp messages uh, were leaked to the Telegraph uh, from journalist uh, Isabel Oakshot, and she wrote a book 
uh, called the Pandemic Diaries, and they show former Health Secretary Matt Hancock discussing with his media advisor, Damon Poole, on December 13, 2020, who warned that Tory MPs were furious already about the prospect of stricter lockdown measures over Christmas and suggested rather than doing too much forward signaling, we can roll pitch with the new strain. Okay, and Hancock wrote back, we frightened the pants off everyone with the new strain. Poole replied, yep, that's what will get proper behavior. So this whole thing was being manufactured, and the lockdowns caused huge amounts of economic damage, uh, huge amounts of psychiatric damage, and uh, it was just a mess to begin with. Now, over in Taiwan, they have started paying compensation uh, for vaccine injuries, for mRNA vaccine Im- injuries. And uh, one of the compensated families uh, had a girl uh, uh, who died of uh, fulminant myocarditis after receiving her second shot of Pfizer's COVID-19 mRNA. Uh, the girl lost consciousness three days after getting that second shot, and a cardiac ultrasound scan showed preserved systolic function suggesting fulminant myocarditis. Uh, a forensic autopsy found lymphocytic infiltration within myocardial fibers. Taiwanese government has paid the family $115,000. We'll be right back. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. Einstein once said, future medicine will be the medicine of frequencies. What did he know? Imagine you hear ocean waves caressing a beach, or a favorite song from the past, or the trickle of the babbling brook. All of these are sound frequencies that positively affect us. Terahertz is a soothing, healing frequency that has been proven to resonate at the same frequency as healthy cells. It penetrates the body and stimulates new healthy cell growth. Want to diminish muscle aches, joint pains, and experience a greater sense of well-being? Tired of spending money on short-term remedies that never seem to work? Soothing, healing, relaxing terahertz frequency is now available and as handy as flipping a switch. Terahertz technology is changing the course of what we were taught about how to maintain our health and well-being. 
To read more about this amazing breakthrough and to order your terahertz frequency wand, go to naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. Killing babies, dads, and moms. If you got the money, honey, we got the bomb. If you got the money, well, we won't say we did. The towers in New York City. Oh, I'm sorry. Here we go. My mistake. I uh, forgot to put up thing. All righty. So welcome back to the show. Too many buttons here. Too many buttons. Um, I want to skip on back to January 6th. And uh, uh, there's a breaking story. Apparently, the judge overseeing the trial of one of the nonviolent January 6th protesters is refusing to allow... Uh, the defense counsel time to review the tapes made available by Speaker McCarthy, and some of which will be broadcast on Tucker Carlson tonight and tomorrow night, uh, which tells me the judge knows what's really going on and is willing to be a part of it. So I think we can call him Judge Kangaroo. All right, getting on back to COVID here. The insurance industry is in serious financial trouble amid the COVID vaccine excess deaths, and it's estimated... Uh, that the insurance industry has suffered nearly $1 trillion in losses due to uh, the uh, vaccines being coming on out. And there's uh, all these claims being paid out for the excess deaths. Meanwhile, their investment portfolios, which is where they put those premiums, uh, you know, they have suffered losses with the downturn of the economy as well. So they're in trouble. About half of the population has some form of life insurance, and as uh, these, uh, you know, myocarditis and blood clots and everything else, uh, it, it all starts to fall apart. 
By the way, uh, Google is now uh, 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 refusing to list any website that links the COVID mRNA shots with blood clots, even though the Johnson & Johnson one shot and done was pulled off the market for that very reason. So it's just nothing but <clears throat> wall-to-wall cover-up here. All right, story coming out of Rare Foundation. Thanks to Zuckerberg and Gates, your meat, vegetables, and pets are being injected with mRNA. And apparently this has been going on for a while. Uh, And uh, hunters uh, were the first people to discover that moose and deer were being injected with mRNA vaccines against COVID. And uh, a former subsidiary of Pfizer, Zoetis, has already injected one 100 million animals with mRNA in the United States. So if you do harvest meat from those animals, cook it really, really well to destroy that spike protein. Okay? And when they talk about putting mRNA in the food and everything, uh, yeah, you're going to have to cook it really well. No more, you know, rare, medium, you know, burnt to a crisp is what you need here. Now, over in New York, Talk about a sudden uh, reversal. Uh, There's a story in the New York Post where New York City Mayor Eric Adams is now saying it's time to take off the masks, okay, because, you know, the quick crooks have had a, you know, a, a free reign. They, they go around with a, a vaccine, a COVID mask on, and they're able to rob stores and run away, and the police can't see them, and nobody can identify them, and the security cameras can't see them. And so now they're saying in order to try and get the out-of-control crime back under control, now it's time to take the COVID masks off. Okay. <laughs> Well, good. Any excuse to take those face diapers off here. Now, up in Canada, they are really pushing the limits on assisted suicide. And uh, it's going to expand this month, uh, extending eligibility to those with a mental illness. Okay? And uh, apparently, uh, they're also saying that mature minors could be euthanized by state doctors without the consent of their parents. And you know what the next step is going to be. Mandatory euthanizing of mentally ill people. And then the government will start saying anybody who says anything contrary to the government must be mentally ill, following the old Soviet Union pattern there. All righty. The World Health Organization is still talking about their their global authority uh, to take control of all countries during a pandemic. And... Uh, The New American is talking about how the Biden administration is actively drafting a legally binding pandemic agreement that would empower the United Nations World Health Organization to shape national policies. Now, this is unconstitutional because this is, in effect, a treaty and treaties must be ratified by the Senate. Okay, Uh, there are people out there saying that this attempt by the World Health Organization uh, to uh, have global authority over all health matters is likely to fail. And fueling that, of course, is the disaster of the covid vaccines, which were mandated and wound up injuring and killing so many people. And, you know, the World Health Organization's out there saying, well, so we killed a few people. You know, we really know best and we're going to control your health from now on. And uh, there's a list of 272 shots uh, that you're required to take immediately. All right. Getting into the international news, uh, we're just past the first anniversary of Russia's special military operation in Ukraine. And uh, the Wall Street Journal published a review uh, summarizing what has happened. And uh, it's not critical of our involvement, 
Uh, but the writer noted that America and its allies had already given Ukraine $120 billion, with a B, in military equipment and money. This is actually more money than Russia's entire defense budget. And more is on the way. So, yeah, they're, they're pumping in there as well. Uh, meanwhile, thanks to social media and the Internet, uh, the corporate media's uh, illusion of Russia's imminent defeat uh, is not being believed. Uh, they're still trying to sustain the narrative, you know, that the Russians are down to fighting with shovels, and uh, it's just not, it's not supported by the facts on the ground. There's another article over here, uh, it's, called, it's from The Intercept, and it's called The Disturbing Groupthink Over the War in Ukraine. And what it's talking about is how this anti-Russia groupthink uh, has taken over Washington, D.C., primarily because of the extreme age of our politicians, our top politicians, uh, who grew up in the days of the Cold War, where we were being told in elementary school the, how evil the Russians were and how the terrible things they were going to do if they ever came into our country. And they're, they're still caught up in that mythology, and that's what's powering this desire to go to war against Russia, which I think we're likely going to lose. Meanwhile, Attorney General Merrick Garland uh, has made an unannounced visit to Ukraine, and uh, apparently he uh, accepted an invitation by Ukraine's top prosecutor to make the trip. While he was there, he met with President Zelensky and once again pledged U.S. support to investigate alleged Russian war crimes. But of course, we're not going to look at Ukrainian war crimes. That would be impolite. Meanwhile, the U.S. is helping Ukraine prepare for a potential counteroffensive against Russian forces as the Biden administration wants Kiev to retake more territory in the coming months and then say we'll agree to peace talks. I don't know if that's going to work for reasons that will become clear uh, shortly. Over at the original antiwar.com, they have an article, Is America at War with Russia? And they basically say, uh, imagine that the U.S. goes to war with Canada. Uh, you know, South Park did an entire episode to that. Uh, there was the movie Canadian Bacon. Now imagine that we are at war with Canada and Russia starts supporting Canada, sending them huge amounts of money and lots of weapons, and Moscow may not have declared war on Washington, D.C., but it's doing everything else short of that to support Canada. Okay, how would the U.S. likely react? And uh, so, yeah, when you look at the involvement, uh, money, weapons, uh, the U.S. is now getting ready to train Ukrainian F-16 pilots, uh, it's a war with Russia in all but name. All right. Meanwhile, the Ukrainian military is beefing up its battle group in the Zaporizhia area to over 30,000 troops. This is where that nuclear power station uh, is located. And... <clears throat> Uh, basically, uh, let's see, uh, Vladimir Rogov, chairman of the We Are Together with Russia movement, said if we speak about the numerical strength of militants along the engagement line, those who are being amassed in the city of Zaporizhia and on the border of Dnepropetrovsk and Zaporizhia regions, there are a total of about 30,000. Okay, and uh, the uh, Ukrainian military is amassing militants to switch over to active operations, which tells me they're not likely to be well-trained. 
Meanwhile, Russian troops uh, hit the uh, command post of the Nationalist Regiment Azov uh, in the Zaporizhia region around Mariyev, uh, sorry, Mariyevka, and uh, so they blew that one up. Now, here is something to consider, okay? So far, all that Russia has sent into Ukraine are Donbass militias and a private military company. The actual Russian army is not yet engaged. And that is something we should be thinking about. Russia is already gaining ground in Ukraine with mercenaries and militias. And the main Russian army, including the Spetsnaz, are not yet in play. Okay, and that could get really, really ugly. Now, a huge amount of purported U.S. military hardware has been spotted uh, at a port in Poland. There was a video from a drone just overflying it, just showing huge amounts of military equipment, which is on its way to Ukraine uh, to be used for target practice by the Russians. Now, one of the problems the uh, NATO is now dealing with are the pre-positioned arms all over Europe. There are these sites where weapons are pre-positioned, so the, in the event of a rapid invasion from Russia, uh, the uh, NATO weapons would be there, ready to go. But as it turns out, now that they're going into those uh, uh, storage yards and storage uh, sheds, they're finding these weapons have not been properly maintained and uh, it's triggered what they call a readiness alarm. The stuff that's in these pre-positioned locations may not yet be suitable for actual combat, so that's going to complicate things. Meanwhile, the United Kingdom has doubled from 14 to 28 the number of Challenger 2 main battle tanks it's going to send to Ukraine. So we'll see what happens with that. Now, Germany's uh, Chancellor Olaf Scholz has said that China has declared it will not provide Russia with weapons for its war in Ukraine, despite U.S. propaganda uh, signaling that the German leader received some kind of assurance from Beijing. Probably uh, Beijing is going to keep their weapons at home uh, in case of a conflict over Taiwan. And uh, getting down to Israel, things are getting really uh, intense down there. Tens of thousands of protesters have held massive rallies for the ninth straight week across the occupied territories against Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's so-called judicial reforms that seek to hobble the occupying regime's Supreme Court. Netanyahu doesn't want all that bothering about following the law and constitutionality, you know, just wants stroke of the pen law of the land. Uh, about 12,000 people demonstrated in Netanya, 10,000 demonstrated in Herzliya, uh, 3,000 in Beersheba, and thousands in several other states. Now, just days before the next uh, pro-democracy protest, uh, Ben Gvir has ordered pol the police chief to ensure tough handling of the Tel Aviv rallies. In other words, they're going to go on in and tear gas them and club them and act like a third world tyrant here. Now, Ben Gvir has been slammed uh, because Israel has now dismantled Israel police departments tackling murders in the Palestinian areas. It's their version of defund the police. We're going to take the police away and let the population destroy itself. And Ben Gvir has also ordered housing demolitions over Ramadan. Now, for several years, 
Okay, uh, Israel has made a point of recognizing Ramadan and not engaging in demolitions uh, during that time. Ben Gavir is saying the demolitions are going to continue. I think he's trying to push the Palestinians into a third intifada, at which point Israel can unleash their full military might against them. And needless to say, you've paid for much of that. Israeli settlers have called for a second night of violence in the West Bank's Huara. And uh, basically, settlers are threatening to destroy the town, much of which was set ablaze uh, last weekend. And, of course, uh, there's been a lot of talk uh, about wiping out Hawara from uh, Smotrich. Uh, uh, Finance Minister Basilel Smotrich uh, basically called for Hawara to simply be wiped out. And uh, rights groups are urging the United States to ban Smotrich from visiting our country. Uh, meanwhile, Netanyahu realizes that, that this really kind of went over the line, and he's trying to soften international outcry, uh, saying the, the remarks were inappropriate. Uh, I don't think so. I think it's a mindset through that, uh, that Netanyahu government, but uh, he's still playing politics there. Now, former military chief Dan Halutz says Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is not an Israeli patriot for pushing the judicial overhaul. During a live interview at a conference in Rishon Lezion, Halutz says Netanyahu is no longer an Israeli patriot. As far as he's concerned, the state will fall apart. And he said, I have not felt since the Yom Kippur War such great anxiety as I feel today. I don't sleep at night. Well, join the club on that one. Meanwhile, <clears throat> Nikki Haley is vowing to stop U.S. foreign aid to any countries that condemned the embassy move to Jerusalem. Okay, and so uh, we know who holds Nikki's leash, and no way in heck would I ever vote for her because of that. Meanwhile, Israel and Lebanon are clashing along the U.N. blue line. And uh, it was started when Israeli soldiers breached the separation line between the two countries, possibly sparking another war. And remember, Israel wants access to the Latani River. They want to divert that water back down into Israel. Meanwhile, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has insisted the option of attacking an Iranian nuclear facility in self-defense must be left on the table. And you need to remember, Israel has been claiming Iran is in the final stages of making a nuclear bomb for over 30 years, and nobody has ever found any evidence to the contrary. Remember... Uh, uh, the uh, laptop of death was supposed to be stolen from an Iranian scientist, and it turned out to be a complete fraud. Real nuclear analysts looked at it and said, this stuff is garbage. All right, we got to take another break for commercials. We'll be back after these few words. times like these, you can't depend on the government to keep you warm and fed, but you can depend on the Vermont Bun Baker to do just that. With the Vermont Bun Baker, you'll never be in a situation where you can't cook, bake, fry, boil water, or heat your home, all at the same time. 
one of the most revolutionary cook stoves, wood stoves ever, the Vermont Bun Baker is available with or without soapstone veneer, a natural stone that retains heat and radiates it back into the room once the fire is out. A beautiful addition to your home. The Vermont Bun Baker has an efficiency rating well above 75% and qualifies for the wood stove tax credit. For more information, watch the Vermont Bun Baker on YouTube and live stream or visit us at www.vermontwoodstove.com. You can also reach us by calling 1-866-SOAPSTONE. Don't ever be hungry or cold because the power's gone out. With a Vermont Bun Baker, all you have to worry about is what's for dinner. Which will conclusively prove George Soros' role in orchestrating the pandemic. But first, dear patriots, the truth train has brought us a conspiracy in our own backyard. Now, you may think you know the story. Now, it's like I always say, there's a whole lot of bullshit out there. So I'd like to give Soros, Pelosi, the Zionists, the Mexican, the Snowflakes, and... Stay strong, truth tellers. Stay strong. You're listening to RBN in defense of the Republic. Don't become dependent on the medical system. Get and stay healthy naturally with Extendivite. Metals in the liver cause peroxides to get dumped into the bloodstream. Peroxides do more damage than free radicals to the arteries, and the LDL has no protection from peroxides, causing the LDL to get stuck in the arteries, creating a potential blockage. Extendivite slowly chelates the metals away from the liver so it can dispose of what was meant to be a harmless process, peroxide. Extendivite 7 Herbs has a job to strengthen the organs and circulatory highway. Can you afford a heart attack? Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Working two jobs is never seen to me. She often goes hungry so her babies can't eat. Fatherless son wears torn clothes to school. But making fun of him's the only golden rule. She doesn't know she's a And welcome back to our show here. We're talking about the international news. We're talking about Israel saying they want to strike uh, uh, Iran's nuclear sites in self-defense. Now, remember, uh, uh, Israel uh, blew up a nuclear power station in Iraq at Osirak uh, with the claim that there was a secret nuclear weapon factory underneath it, the way Israel has one under Demona. And then following the uh, Iraq war, international experts uh, investigated the ruins, and all they found were the remains of a power station. There was nothing indicating any kind of a weapons factory there. So Israel doesn't have a really good batting average when it comes to knowing when other countries are, are getting close to nuclear weapons. And like I've said, it's been 30 years 
because of Israel saying they're weeks away, they're weeks away. Well, things may be accelerating because Iran and Russia have been getting closer and closer together, and Iran has reportedly asked Russia for a new S-400 air defense system, uh, which would make uh, an Israeli attack on Iran's nuclear sites very expensive, if not impossible. And uh, uh, the prospect of such an acquisition has rattled officials both in the U.S. and Israel. Bloomberg quoted some unnamed people uh, saying that the prospect of Iran getting the S-400 would accelerate a decision on a possible Israeli attack on the country, meaning it's going to happen in the next few weeks. All righty. Now, U.S. General uh, Milley makes an, made an unannounced visit to Syria uh, to an undisclosed base in northeastern Syria to assess the mission against ISIS and to review safeguards for American troops against attack. Now, ISIS really has not been much of an issue in Syria, but what's going on is the U.S. is literally stealing Syrian oil and trucking it in tankers over to Iraq. And so... Uh, that's what's going on. And there's a lot of these unannounced high-level visits right now. Uh, meanwhile, the main proxy group in Syria, Al-Tanf, is expanding. Uh, this is part of the U.S.-led coalition in the southeastern area. And it's announced that a new group of militants had joined its ranks after completing an extensive training course. They may be mercenaries that are sent in there. So this may also explain Millie's unannounced visit to Syria. Uh, they're they're going to go after Assad one more time because, you know, he gassed his own people and other creative uh, excuses here. Uh, over in Greece, uh, there's a major protest that went on in Athens and resulted in a clash with the police. Uh, and it was the result of a train accident. And... Uh, uh, you know, the, the uh, railway workers claimed years of government underinvestment had led to the tragedy. And they said that the cost cutting uh, is not going to work here. And I would suggest that cost cutting to increase profits and fund the wars it lies behind the 1,700 train derailments we see every year in this country. So it's important. Uh, meanwhile, massive U.S. South Korean war games set to inflame tensions with North Korea. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're getting really, they're pushing on all fronts. Does the U.S. really think it can take on the rest of the world? I don't think so. we got to take a break. For station identification, we're going to open the phone lines. 512-248-8252 will be right back. Saturday mornings, 8 to 10 Central, to the Alternative Media with your host, Farron. If you've not been listening, this is some of what you've been missing. 2,000 mules, 
like you like you like to say occasionally, Farron, in your face. They they, they might have a, a set of lactating mammaries available that could provide milk for their adopted children. Listen, news media, all pulling off this gigantic fraud. Rhino neocon cucks. There's this wonderful thing that's called vote with your feet. Move to California. I am a conspiracy factualist, and everyone else is a reality theorist. Hundreds, if not thousands, of ships came out of nowhere. Give me liberty or let's give you death. Any excuse to go in and kill yourself for this, this, this fraud of a government. This goes back a hundred years. When they come for your gold, give them a lead. And when they come for your guns, give them the bullets first. And God help us all. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth.